0: When I first began meditating, I had an idea that the purpose of meditation was to get away from or be able to rise above um, the experience and the experiences of life. That's mainly because I began my study of meditation and Kriya Yoga practice when I was just barely out of college, um, not much into my 20s at all. And there's a lot of literature and marketing of meditation and yoga which gives this idea. And that appeals to a lot of people, which is what makes the marketing successful. Because we do live in a world where there is pain and there is suffering and there is uncomfortableness and there is difficulty and despair. Just as we live in a world where there is sunshine and butterflies and daisies and love and music and dancing and beauty and joy. So we live in a world where there is this mixture of experiences and since most people only want the good parts of life, uh, you can really appeal to a person, get them meditating, get them practicing yoga by talking about how Um, the practices will lessen, or get you away from, or help you escape from what you consider to be the negative aspects of life. However, uh, as the years have gone by, one of the things that I've noticed is that um, many of the problems that people have in their spiritual practice is this consistent drive to try and avoid Uh, difficult things. And it can be as simple as even trying to avoid doing what would be practically useful for you to do uh, to have uh, a more successful life. I think they use the term spiritual bypassing or this is the the current lingo that people are using where you use meditation techniques or spiritual techniques to imagine or have the idea that you can get-around duties of your life, or that you can avoid some of these negative experiences in life. Now there is a little bit of truth to how yoga practice and meditation makes your life better, but that's primarily because um, the practices that support yoga, or the practices that support your meditation, such as being truthful, being harmless, practicing contentment, letting go of attachments, not being possessive, um, practicing purity in your actions and your thoughts and your deeds. All of that, generally speaking, will for the most part make your life better because it's going to cut out the majority of the drama in your life. And if you're practicing yoga and you're engaging these practices, Well, you are going to find that you are more likely to have uh, a more peaceful life, a more peaceful experience, um, barring the circumstances of nature, uh, because we do live in a world where death, loss, illness, disease, they happen, they're natural. Uh, Life comes and life goes. The seasons change. Um, People come into your life, people go out of your life. So aside from those natural events... Uh, yoga and meditation and the philosophies of yoga and meditation will tend to give you probably a more joyful experience in the long term. But it's not going to stop these natural events from occurring. But once you get better at meditation, once you become more fully absorbed in the practice of yoga, uh, you are also able to better relate to these natural circumstances. Going back to my early experience first beginning meditation and yoga, learning meditation and yoga, um, I wanted to practice so that I could avoid some of these uncomfortable issues of life. Of course I also wanted to practice because I was interested in philosophy and psychology and I thought that uh, if anything is going to get me down to the base or the ground of being of what this is all about, philosophy really wasn't going to cut it from what I could see at the time. Uh, yoga and meditation seemed like that was the route to go. So there are are other reasons why you might get into yoga and meditation, too. Um, However, as as I've practiced yoga over the years, as I've practiced meditation over the years, um, a peacefulness, for the most part, uh, around the circumstances of life develop, because you see the reality of things, you see the nature of things, and you don't run away from it as much. Um, You can see the changing phenomena in the world and appreciate it, rather than be upset when the things that you want to cling to are removed and are replaced by things that you don't want to cling to. So by practicing yoga, by practicing meditation, in time one becomes more attuned to the natural cycles of being in this life, being in this world, and for the most part, will more likely develop a sense of peacefulness about it. So even if you come to yoga and come to meditation uh, because you, you think that you're going to escape uh, the hardships of life, well, okay, that's all right. Uh, because in time, just by the practice itself, you will cut out a lot of drama, so life will tend to feel like it's getting better. And also, as the years go by, as you mature, as you get older, you will have a hopefully a greater ability to embrace this human experience and not see it as something separate, um, something that you're trying to get away from. You see it as a vehicle for um, growth and for realization. Um, You see it not as something to glorify, not as something to say, this is it, so you don't go the other way and and make this human experience uh, the end all, be all of everything, but you start to see it in perspective to um, the wholeness of life, Um, you see this life experience as um, an opportunity to learn and to grow and all that entails and some of the things you're going to have to learn and grow through are not necessarily going to be pleasant hopefully that won't be true for you but it's pretty common in this world Um, but we learn not to run away we learn to do our duty in the circumstances we're placed uh, we learn to hopefully uh, grow to be fully present uh, in this experience of life. And then when we meditate, when we practice our yoga, we are able to turn within and let go of all of that. So there's a balance here. Uh, my teacher, Roy Davis, uh, who is a student of Paramahansa Yogananda, would always say we need to have a balance of rest and activity. Well, the same is true for our, our, our spiritual life as well as our what many people might refer to as our mundane life, but really it's it's just all the same thing. Um, we use these words to, to be able to talk about it. Um, but you learn to be fully present in what you're doing while you are active and engaged in the world, the things that you can sense, smell, taste, touch, do. Um, but you also learn to when it's time to meditate, when it's time to to pull away from the world, to go home, to go within, to let go of all the external distractions and phenomena and see what is inside, what is the inner life, what is um, that ground of being uh, from which all this human experience arises and will one day fall back into. And if you can have that ease and that peacefulness with being in your life when life is happening, but then also having the strength which you develop through the practice of meditation and yoga and discipline to when you go home, you leave the rest of the world outside and then you go to your meditation space or your yoga space and you close your eyes, you sit up straight and you turn your awareness within and you, you begin to explore that inner experience of freedom from the externals, freedom from all the changing phenomena. Uh, there's a wonderful chant that I enjoy. It's called Spirit and Nature. And because um, goes, uh, Spirit and Nature dancing together, victory to nature, victory to spirit. It's a beautiful chant because it's it's honoring this balance. And it's honoring the need and necessity to be engaged in life when life is happening, but also it honors that practice of disengaging from all the drama, all the experience, and to go within, which is why it's so often recommended to meditate once or twice a day, giving your full attention to the process, letting go of distractions completely or to once or twice a year um, go on a retreat, or um, just simply go off the grid so that you can spend time going within, so that you learn this balance between the, the inner life of stillness of peace and the outer life of activity, spirit and nature, the balance between the two. And just as much as you need to be engaged in the world while it's happening, When you're meditating, this is one of the reasons why so many people don't actually meditate that well. When you're meditating, that's your training time to do whatever it takes to let go of your concerns about money, to let go of your concerns about the choices your daughter makes, to let go of your concerns about your health, to let go of your concerns about the state of the world and the the political stuff that's going on. That time in meditation, when you, you go in your meditation space and close your eyes, Sit up straight, turn within, practice your, your, your meditation techniques. That is training time. It's not just relaxation, float away a la, la-la-la-land time. It is training time. And that is the time to do whatever it takes to learn to let go of all of these other things. Because when you're meditating and you're alone in your meditation space, it doesn't matter what's going on politically. It doesn't matter what's going on with your health. It doesn't matter what's going on with your children. It doesn't matter what's going on with your finances. Worrying about it is not going to make it better out there. You can deal with it practically when you're out in the world, when you've got your, your the point of time when you are engaged, when you're, you're practicing your active role in life. But you can't always be active, you have to go back and forth, you have to have the rest and activity, otherwise you burn out, you lose your uh, perspective, you you lose your ability to be uh, effective in the world. So when you meditate, that is the time to train, to do whatever it takes to say, I'm not thinking about that right now. And that might mean that you spend 20 minutes really saying, I'm not thinking about that right now. until finally you catch a whiff, or a glimpse, or a glimmer, or a a bit of space where you aren't thinking about it. Ah, there it is. Great. Hold on to that for as long as you can during your meditation process. You lose it, try again. Keep going until eventually you have the inner strength to let those things go. And then you can abide in peacefulness and clarity, uh, being alert and awake the whole time, not nodding off, not falling asleep, not going into dreamland, but being fully present, for the duration of your meditation. That way when you come out of meditation, you will be refreshed, you will have a greater perspective, you will be able to interact better with whatever situation you find yourself in, however easy or terrible it may be. That's how it needs to work. And when you can do that, then your whole life becomes part of this practice because you know I'm, I'm working, I'm talking, I'm acting, I'm engaged. Here I am present in nature, in the transformational part of this wholeness of life. Great, I'm here. And then when it's time to shut the door to the world and go within, it'll be there when you get done. Then you learn to experience that stillness, that inner peace of meditation through your meditation techniques because you've done the work, you've done the training to Let go of your attachments to all this stuff and turn within and experience what it means to be free of attachment, what it means to be free of distraction, what it means to be present, alert, not like when you fall asleep and and you fall into a daze or a stupor or a trance and you you feel rested afterwards because taking a nap is useful and is good for you, but this is, this is a little bit more refreshing, because you're doing it consciously. You are fully present. And when you are fully present, that helps to balance out the nervous system, to clear your consciousness, to balance your emotions, to balance your mind and your psychology. That way when you get back in the world, if there's something you need to do to keep your psychology healthy, or to keep your mind clear and strong, you can do it. When there's work for you to do, you can do it. So, for meditation, yoga practice, we need to consider it uh, holistically in this way, and we need to treat it, um, treat the practice as part of life itself. Be willing to go within, be willing to be active, and be willing to do the dance between the two. This episode of the Kriya Yoga Podcast was made possible by donations from Kriya Yoga Apprenticeship students and supporters of our Patreon community at www.patreon.com forward slash Kriya Yoga.